everybody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Well, we have a lot to talk about today. All the issues are going to be covered today uh, in the in, in, that are going on in the world. And, uh, you know, we have the uh, war in Ukraine. Jack Pazobiak Pizob- uh, put out some interesting little tweet. And he said, crazy how the Israel... Crazy how Israel ended the Ukraine war. You're not hearing too much about Ukraine anymore. And did we really care in the first place? Why did we send so much money over? And of course, we know the answer. It's like, okay, that dog is, that dog can't hunt anymore. It's not, it's sort of like, it's sort of like the pillows. Everybody sort of has a pillow or has seen the, uh, Mike Lindell deposition meltdown <laughs> and he's realized, okay, well, maybe maybe we're going to move on to a different kind of pillow or we're going to get something else. Who knows, right? But um, after everybody has a pillow, it's uh, saturated. The market is saturated. Well, the same thing holds true in, in the Ukraine effort. It's sort of saturated. It's like, how much money are we really going to give them? And at some point, you can't win that argument anymore if you're the deep state. You're like, we told you that 15 minutes to slow the curve or flatten the curve was was all that was needed. Then we extended it to 30, and here we are, still talking about mask mandates every single election season because we need the mail-in ballot fraud to win elections. I mean, that's exactly what's going on, right? We got the ballot harvesters. We got the ballots from the illegal refugees and illegal migrants coming through our open borders. And we want you to vote for us. But we're not going to have any debates. We're not going to defend our positions. We're just going to jam it down, ram it down your throat. And you're going to like it because we're rigging your elections. And we're taking your money. And we're banning your ability to defend yourself. 
I mean, it just goes on and on. Is it obvious by now? And it's starting to become really obvious to the point where La- even Larry Fink is starting to lose, must feel the pain and the pressure. When Target reports that they lost $220 million in the last quarter or something due to theft, due to looting, you gotta you gotta realize, you know, this is just this whole experiment of you know, sort of what Sam Kennison said. He said there wouldn't be any world hunger if we would just move people. This is what Sam Kennison said when he was alive. If we would just move people from the from the the reason why they can't grow food is because they live in a desert. They live in a effing desert, he said, right? And he's screaming like Sam Kennison does. And he's like, just move the people to where the food is. But what Sam Kennison probably never dreamed of and what he was talking about was a stacked up 15-minute smart city like they're trying to build in La La Hoina. You know, or a smart city in England. You know, a 15-minute city. A 15-minute city where they stack people up on top of each other and build a whole community or what they're doing in the the Arab station, nations like in Saudi Arabia where they're building the line. And the line is just like this mile of road, a uh, mile of buildings that has basically everything you need. It's sort of like if you lived in a shopping mall. Remember Tom Hanks lived in the terminal? It's called the terminal, the movie. And he could... Go to the store and buy the food, and they had theater, you know. Actually, in Crystal City, Arlington, they have this whole metro tunnel system where you can avoid the snow and avoid the rain, and you can go from one metro stop to the next, and literally there's like a whole shopping mall, shoe repair, dry cleaners, post office, all in this tunnel. They have sushi and food and all kinds of different stuff. Well, sushi is food, but you know what I mean. And and you could shop and you can pick yourself up a bottle of wine on your walk home from the metro stop. And that's sort of uh, not too different. You don't even need to get your feet dirty or your hair wet. There's no need to walk in the rain. And they could even pipe in any kind of oxygen you want. It could be vaccinated oxygen. Certainly is getting to that point where you don't have any civil liberties left to even have a choice. Do you want to choose a combustible engine over an electric engine? No. Because combustible engine cars are banned. They're going to be banned. You're going to have to do the right thing in the name of the climate scam. These monsters are getting away with everything that they set out to do. There's no debate. They're basically telling you what you need to know and how you need to live, and you don't even get a choice. Tell me that's not different than communist China, where everybody has the same helmet, everybody has the same colored uniform, Everybody has the same pair of shoes. 
Everybody marches in the same order, in the same line. Anybody that steps out of line is going to be penalized into submission until they agree to conform. What's that going to do to culture? What's that going to do to intellectual prowess? Didn't China's system fail them when it came to intellectual properties? That's why they had to steal intellectual property from our universities by paying off the universities and making it so they would hire they would uh, admit more Chinese students than anyone else. And everybody wants to blame Russia. Russia's not doing half of what China's doing to America, and yet the Biden crime family is in bed with none other than China more than anybody else because that's where the money is. So I'm going to start the day with a meme. It says, crazy how Israel ended the Ukraine war. Don't even talk about the Ukraine war anymore. Can't do two wars. The political, the political media, the, the BlackRock-owned media can't, can't cover two stories. The American consumer of fake news can't comprehend two stories. So now everybody's... Uh, and again, these Democrats and these universities, you got gay people, for example, protesting on behalf of the Palestinians because that's what their peer group and their liberal agenda told them to do. We got to support the Palestinians who the Palestinians have like a zero tolerance policy for homosexuality. Zero tolerance. It's like Greta Thunberg talking about how the West needs to actually go to net zero and support the banks. Meanwhile, China and India and Mexico and other countries in South America and in Africa with the cobalt mines are polluting the environment like there's no tomorrow. Why is she not protesting in these dangerous places with these totalitarian leaderships where people have no civil liberty. She would end up in jail in two seconds. Not a photo op in Sweden, you know, where she's escorted out in velvet uh, handcuffs as if she's like a porn star. Um, no. It, it would be a whole lot different. She'd end up like Otto Warm, Warmberg. Warm beer. She'd end up, you know, in real trouble if she pulled the, these stunts. But she doesn't want to talk about, even from a safe place, she doesn't want to denounce or talk about these so-called developing nations that the climate agenda and the Paris Agreement set in, set set into motion which basically greenlights slave labor, mandates, no, mandates slave labor, mandates slave labor because they basically ban any kind of exhaustive manufacturing with ESG scores and DEI requirements, which is all so expensive. 
unskilled labor, overpaid labor, is the same thing. It's the same thing. Because when you mandate minimum wage for an unskilled labor, it's overpaid labor. labor. Inadequate for manufacturing and cost profit analysis. So the Paris Agreement mandates that China gets to do anything they want and the world will just get all of their widgets made in China. They'll develop them in the West. All the thinkers will, you know, engineer them in the West and and they'll get all the patents and protect their assets in the West. But that's what that whole, you know, Belt and Road Initiative, um, the whole um, Paris Agreement, where, and that's what that whole developing nation status is about. China's developing my foot. But the World Trade Organization, don't, you know, don't go there. The World, World Trade Organization, World Bank, the International Monetary Fund, all of these things are conducive to making all this work. But if you ask BlackRock, for example, they'll tell you, well, we don't have any money, really. We control 88 to 90% of all the multinational corporations in the world as shareholders. But the money's really not ours. It's everybody else's money. We don't hold any of our own money. (sighs) The world is so corrupt. So Brian Mass reveals one of the pinnacle obstacles to Jim Jordan speaking with uh, with the press Friday spoke out about the efforts to select a House speaker, which we're still doing. What an embarrassment, right? And um, you know he gets into a lot of different. Uh, Things just it's a, he says he's going to vote for Jim Jordan, but you know there's a lot of people that won't, and there's some some alternative some agendas that just aren't matching. I said what Brian Mast is not allowed to say is that the money laundering scheme from Ukraine to inside the Beltway lobbyists that funnel cash to politicians was supported by McCarthy and Scalise more than Jim Jordan which is the whole reason why Jim Jordan's struggling with the votes. Because there's a cash cow money flow from the Ukraine. We give the money to Ukraine. Ukraine then takes the money and refines it. You know, basically there's always strings attached when you give this money out. And the strings involve, you know, organizations that were like founded by Anthony Blinken, like the West Exec, or other organizations where the State Department is just all over the place. You walk into this building called Albright Stonebridge, and there's nothing but State Department officials there. Nothing but. And they just control the money, and they control the politicians. And they basically, it's almost like a uh, food line or a uh, unemployment line. You got you to gotta fill out these papers, uh, make these promises, vote, uh, show us your voting record, and we'll give you what you, we think you're worth. We'll give you what you, we think you're worth. If you vote 
locks in lockstep with our agenda, you'll get all this money. But if you get a score of like a B instead of an A plus, you know, then you're going to get a little bit less. And that's how that's how Washington works. So we're going to get an A plus rating because we want the maximum money. That's what Ocasio-Cortez would say. And she'll support anything, even if she goes home and her constituent base lamb blasts her. She doesn't care because those are just words. She's going to win the election no matter what because there's enough dumb Democrats that act like sheep and know how the game is played. As long as we keep voting her into office, she's going to keep on taking the money and doing what she's told by an agenda uh, controller that controls the agenda that we want. Whether it's woke teachers in school grooming the children, whether it's rigging the election to ensure that our policies keep on winning because all we like to do is win. We don't really care about the country. I mean, that's a Democrat method. Then you got people like Bob Menendez. Bob Menendez is the senator from New Jersey. And I guess on Friday or over the weekend, they found out through some FOIA requests that he's a registered agent of Egypt, of all places. Oh, my God. Registered agent. He's a Farah agent. Now, so was Hunter Biden, but, you know, Menendez is going down. Like, lickety split. He's going to be out the door before you know it. He's a senator, too. So, you know, you know, wonder who is going to replace him. But this is what we're dealing with right now. A bunch of corrupt senators. He was just brazen. And I remember when he lamb-blasted Trump, giving Trump the highbrow treatment. We can't have that kind of rhetoric and uh, disregard for ethics and morality in our chambers. He's like the biggest slime ball. And uh, there's even talk about his wife being a spy and all kinds of stuff. They were making all kinds of gravy, gravy money. And it just doesn't stop at the border's edge. We have this kind of, you know, power and control in every globalist-run nation. Every Klaus Schwab disciple or Klaus Schwab, if not disciple, controlled candidate or controlled politician. Biden's not necessarily a disciple of the World Economic Forum because he's so freaking old. He's sort of like a puppet of it because he's been so corrupt for so long that if he's going to stay out of jail, he's going to do whatever they tell him to do. But there's this woman up in uh, up north in Canada, Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland. Free land. Free land. There's nothing free about the land that they have in Canada. As of today, so she's Christia Free, Freeland. As of today, a bank or other financial service provider will be able to immediately freeze or suspend an account without a court offer. So this is where it's heading next. 
the same people that want you to support their interest in funneling money through Israel or funneling money through Ukraine and, you know, adhering to so-called democracy and the mainstream media are all in agreement with this woman and all in agreement that banks should be able to seize your money if you say something something, uh, against Dr. Fauci, say something against um, the climate hoax and scam, you'll get deplatformed, you'll get censored, and they're basically telling these social media platforms, you'll get fined if you allow free speech on your platform. And they're doing this now to try to rein in Twitter. So Elon Musk is sitting in a precarious situation here. But let's take a listen to what Christia Freeland, the Deputy Prime Minister of Canada, is saying. As, as of today, a bank or banks and other financial service providers to ensure that we can all work together to put a stop to the funding of these illegal blockades. This is about following the money. This is about stopping the financing of these illegal blockades. Have a new broad authority. Okay, that's chopping up. Hold on. That didn't happen before. Let's see. I want to try to refresh this. Sorry about that, folks. The um, video is spinning. A bank or banks and other... Let's try this. And I just want... Well, basically what she says is that she will... They will close down account. They they will reserve the right to close down any account that they want. Um, And that's kind of scary. That's one heck of a precedent. Yeah, but that... uh, for some reason, is not playing too well. All right. Well, it was a good audio while it lasted, but she's basically saying, as of today, a bank or other financial service provider will be able to immediately freeze or suspend an account without a court order. They will be protected from civil liability for actions taken in good faith. And that's exactly what they've done with the social media and big tech. Take a listen to Ezra Levant, who... Now, this is a 27-minute clip, but it's just the very first part On Friday, the Canadian government announced that it is now requiring YouTubers, podcasters, live streamers to register with the government. Huh. 99% of Canada's mainstream media just shrugged. They already work for the government it's in a Bill way because C-11 they're and Bill C-18. working directly for the government with the CBC or they're on government subsidies. But other countries' journalists were shocked. But then I saw my friend Billboard Chris and his comment. He said this on Twitter. If we don't have freedom of speech in Canada, why am I not in prison? Why am I free to say whatever I want, whenever I want, wherever I want, in defiance of what our government wants? Hmm. Now, I like Chris a lot. 
I hope he's not tempting fate with that tweet. Uh, here's what Chris is famous for and why he has the nickname Billboard Chris. There are two sexes, there are zero genders, and there are infinite personalities. Okay. That sums up everybody. Sure. This whole concept of gender identity didn't even exist until the 60s, and it should be abolished entirely. Because all it is is no. personality, and all it is, the entirety of gender ideology, is based on stereotypes. If a girl is more masculine, maybe she's trans. Nonsense. There's no right way to be a girl or a boy. Tomboys are not actual boys. What trans people are saying is there's no one way to do to be one or the other, or if you don't identify as other, that's cool too. Also, like gender as we know it is a, is a modern invention. Like mm -hmm. other cultures before being colonized have their own understandings of gender. Also, there are people well, that's hard to hear, but basically it's a same BS argument. There's two sexes. You can call yourself whatever you want, and that's fine. I don't have to believe you, and I don't have to require you to call me, you know, Great Scott. You know, you may not think I'm great, so... You know, but I'm going to call, my name's Great Scott. I want you to respect my pronoun and call me that. And that would be a problem if if I got my way. I think that that would be wrong, but uh, that's exactly what the other side wants. We've we've all seen these these videos. So, Justin Trudeau's ego says, my government is using Bill C-11, which is a Canadian bill, take, to take control of of online streaming platforms because they are a threat to democracy. So far, I've taken control of Netflix, food prices, uh, and this is uh, Justin Trudeau's ego. Okay, so this is in the name of Justin Trudeau. Netflix, food prices, what you see and what you read and what you think. Some people say I'm a Marxist and those people are right. Of course, Justin Trudeau is a Marxist. Self-proclaimed socialist, but... Marxist, nevertheless. So, dear uh, deep state military industrial complex, let's see. Under Clinton, we have Kosovo, Haiti, Sudan, and Afghanistan. Under W. Bush, we have Iraq and Afghanistan. And under Obama, we have Libya, Syria, Yemen, Afghanistan, Uganda. And under Biden, we have Ukraine, and we have Israel, and we have Palestine. And even, really, you could throw in Afghanistan with the debacle that he uh, laid out for our soldiers to lose their lives there. That um, uh, was completely unnecessary. And Trump, uh, the guy who was going to start World War III, uh, zero. Wars, none. The Abraham, the Abraham Accord right now, the Abraham Accord would have been such a blessing. Bringing Iran to their knees and weakening a theocracy like Iran who finances any chance they get, finances uh, t tyranny and terror, and proclaims death to Israel and America would have probably been overthrown by now because it would have been so weak that the young population that is a, 
that that they have would have overthrown this government with the proper diplomacy and gotten a better kind of government installed in Iran. Not that I'm into nation building or not that it's my business, but certainly by not being energy independent, it jacked the price of oil up and it made Iran a lot more money, weakening the sanctions, like moving away from restrictive sanctions, which is what the Biden team did. There were sanctions in place. Biden looked the other way. Then unfreezing another $6 billion. And then having someone like Jake Sullivan come out there and say, a week before the attacks, hey, you know, we're Middle East is as peaceful as it could possibly be. He was saying that because he was making the argument that it's, it's about time that we normalize relations with Iran. And as soon as they unfroze the money, boom, Iran shows their ugly colors again. And all hell breaks loose in the Middle East. So there's a lot of reasons why, you know, and then the conflict in Ukraine and Russia only pushes Russia into the arms of BRICS, advances BRICS, accelerates the de-dollarization of the world because we've abused our privilege and power over these stupid sanctions that never work effectively. And they do almost as more harm than good with American businesses. And now you got China and North Korea and Russia and Iran all in alliance with each other. All nuclear powers, all a threat to the West and our way of life. As I mentioned in the beginning, there's a meme floating around that says, Queers for Palestine. And on the other half of that meme, there's two Palestinians dragging a homosexual through the streets off their motorcycle, queers in Palestine. So you got one queers for, and you got one queers in. This is not a civilized way of thinking, right? So to think that we're going to deal with these people the way we would deal with some rationale, rational person, is ridiculous. And here, I could play this noise in the background, but you're not going to make any sense of it. But what I'm reading in conjunction with that noise is that's a riot in Paris that just erupted over the weekend. Riots erupting in Paris as Palestinians protest escalate. What did the French government think would, would happen with mass chaotic refugee migration? Assimilation isn't possible for those who subscribe to a 7th century pagan death cult. And then let's take a listen to this. How it starts is you have control, unelected officials controlling the world agenda. Let's listen to BlackRock CEO Larry Fink. Not a single euro dollar is our money. A hundred percent of our money is our client's money. So he's saying this in a way, and if you listen closely, he starts to use the word provide. But what he's trying to do in this clip, so listen to that, listen to him just sort of almost misspeak, where he says provide. We are here to provide. 
We're here to help all people, the little people. He's a radical leftist, thug. And here he is trying to act nice-nice. And he almost used the word provide. And the fact that he pulled that word back real quick should tell you a little bit about where his head was. Because he didn't want to give the impression that he's in control of these companies. So the only way you could provide for a company is in your downstream is if you're in control of them. I will provide for them. I will provide for the little people. Who elected him boss? So you're going to listen to this, and then we're going to play another clip from another time. This is Larry Fink, BlackRock, a recent interview where he's trying to pacify BlackRock. But really what he's actually saying is the whole reason why it's a brilliant scheme, he's able to use other people's money. Hasn't hasn't the um, Washington used your money to protect Ukraine's borders, even though you said no, they said you don't know better? And that it protected Ukraine is really a protected United States? Never, never, you know, I should say, regardless of the uh, open border on our southern border. That's a whole different story. That's for slave labor. That's for election rigging. We're going to leave that open border open. But Ukraine's open border, we got to shut that down. We got to secure that border. And we got to finance everything in Ukraine because the money goes over there with strings attached, comes back, ends up in the pockets of politicians in Washington and makes a lot of lobbyists and PR agents and media companies through the ad dollars that are spent rich. And a whole bunch of private jets and, you know, and, and uh, big galas and things like that. Well, let's take a listen to Larry Fink about that at BlackRock because you're already you're already the world's largest asset manager so so what is your goal now look at I had my our goal look is it, to look provide it. a better, better financial future for more human beings um, all our money is not not a, not a single euro dollar is our money a hundred percent of our money is our clients' money. We have to do what our clients are looking to do. And I think we are a really good fiduciary that we work really well with our clients. We give them long-term views. I really, when they ask me what's going on in the market, I really don't have a good answer because I don't really care about the day-to-day. Your business, you care about the day-to-day business. I mean, our job is to, prov- is to give. See that? Our job is to provide is what he was about to say. But he did say we're giving them. We're giving them guidelines. We're giving them. We're giving them. It's not giving. It's not a. It's not a gift. It's an order. Listen again. And I think we are a really good fiduciary that we work really well with our clients. We give them long-term views. I really, when they ask me what's going on in the market, I really don't have a good answer because I don't really he care cares. about he the cares. day-to-day. Your business, you care about the day-to-day business. I mean, our job is to, prov- is to give opportunities for long-term investors that they can earn a return and that they can have a healthy life in the future with dignity. Right. And that's I mean, our job. And, and so if we can provide that advice 
to give more people hope with dignity in retirement, then I think we're going to earn more share of wallet. Well, he's certainly not doing a great job. PNC Bank, a bank I know very well, is struggling right now. They're one of the they're the second largest regional bank in the United States, if not the world. And it's just absolutely in, incredible. And uh, let's take a listen to this next clip. Well, here someone says, yes, it's true what he says, that that's the brilliance of BlackRock. The BlackRock uses the money of others to control and rig the whole equity market. Yeah, he just admitted it, right? He just admitted that. So here is Larry Fink in another time. You, you now make a point of, that's, that's an investment criteria for you. Well, behaviors are going to have to change, and this is one thing we're, going to, we're asking companies. Uh, asking. You have to force He's not asking. And at BlackRock, we are okay, forced. so how do you ask companies and then force them? Ask and then force. See, it's doublespeak. It's doublespeak. You, you now make a point of, that's, that's an investment criteria for you. Well, behaviors are going to have to change, and this is one thing we're, going to, we're asking companies. Uh, you have to force behaviors, and at BlackRock, we are forcing behaviors. Uh, 54% of the incoming class are women. We, we- See, that's DEI right there. 54% of the incoming class is women. We're going to make sure it's exactly how we want it. It's all about equity, diversity, equity, and inclusion. We added four more points in terms of diverse... See, see, four points. ESG score, environmental social governance score, DEI score. It's a scoring system. And that's exactly what they're going to do to you, a person. Your social credit score. This is what's in their minds, folks. Uh, employment this year. And it if it... it you know, what we are doing internally is if you don't achieve these levels of impact, it, your compensation could be impacted, okay? We're it, doing the same thing. And so it's just, it, you have to force behaviors. And if you don't force behaviors, whether it's gender or race or just any way you want to say the composition of your team, you're going to be impacted. And that's not just not recruiting it is development as Ken said. there's going to be a consequence if you don't do what we tell you to do there will be consequences you will struggle if you don't wear that mask you'll go to jail you'll lose your job if you don't get that vaccine you won't get that uh, be allowed access and entry into this space you won't be allowed to leave your home you won't be allowed to keep your job you and your family will starve to death for all I care in the name of health. Is what they said to you. This is no different. These sick people feel they can control your behavior. We're going to force behavior. And if you don't comply, we will ruin you. You'll never work in this town again. Ultimately, it's still going to take time. But I am just as much shocked as Ken is that we have not seen more opportunities. And we're going to have to force change. You- 
That to me is so scary. I don't. I don't know why anyone is not like I'm pushing back against it. But I mean, I don't know how this isn't seen as sick. Like I don't know why or how the mainstream. Well, I do know the mainstream media is paid by that same guy. That same guy controls everything. Larry Fink and all of his multinational corporations are structured in the way to where they control all of corporations. And then he gets together with Klaus Schwab, who controls all the candidates for government positions in high places. It's almost unbeatable. And together they rule the world. And that's the problem. You can't even boycott a company because they're insolvent. I mean, they're solvent. You can't destabilize a company because BlackRock owns them all. This is why these companies don't care about what you think. And they're not just indoctrinating you through the mainstream media. They're not just grooming you through your education system. What they're doing is they're doing so much more than that. In every movie that's being made, will not get greenlit unless they have a certain quota. Hollywood has already said, you will not be up for an Oscar if you don't have a certain amount of equity and inclusion in your casting. No matter what. Which is why, you know, Cinderella doesn't have any more dwarfs. There was a really great debate I heard, right? Cinderella, uh, the homosexuals, you have to have a trans in your uh, Cinderella. You have to have a gay guy and your Cinderella, but you can't have a dwarf, Cinderella and the Seven Dwarfs. And that's why, you know, in the new movie coming out, Wonka, you had the guy from um, uh, the British actor that's not a dwarf, and uh, he is the he is the dwarf they sized him up and people were like, well, that's disrespectful to dwarfs. It's sort of like, it's sort of like, um, with when they want, when Harry Reed wanted to protect native American Indians from the brutal helmet, disrespectful helmet of Washington Redskins. And I'm a native American Indian and all of my Indian friends love the fact that the Washington Redskins were the Redskins. And then the politicians came in and erased us from existence by saying, no, they're going to be the Washington commanders. So it's it's crazy stuff. And um, Hugh Grant, Hugh Grant was the actor. I looked it up. So Hugh Grant is supposed to be the dwarf. And the debate came out, why can't they have dwarfs? Well, they could have a trans, they could have an LG, but how? But somehow, dwarfs aren't allowed. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And you know who was debating that with the homo guy was the dwarf, a dwarf himself, defending dwarfism, basically saying, you know, we we struggle to get jobs in Hollywood, and now you want to take away our last crumb. And like I say, I'm a Native American Indian, and. The thing is, is that all of these um, 
schools that have these Indian mascots. You you go for the next twenty years, if you value the market share of PR, public relations, and marketing awareness of the Native American Indian as a brand, even though it's a race or an ethnic group, it's a brand. Um, it's still a brand. It's a heritage that's getting to be forgotten, right? The bloodlines are watering down and intermixed. And so you have these things. It's like, okay, well, what's that going to do to our brand? Because if you were to ask every Indian that's fundraising and trying to keep themselves relevant, they'd say brand awareness. People are forgetting about the Native American Indians and what they are in terms of a part of our uh, American history. And at some point, you know, you start erasing us off of helmets and you stop running that stallion out and putting a stake into the 50-yard line. All in good fun. And having fans show up with war paint on if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, they banned that. The Redskins, they had to change their names to the Commanders. You look at the market value in terms of branding and public relations value for over the next 20 years, it's billions of dollars, billions with a B. And that's what they're robbing the Native American Indians of. These liberal fools, these liberal fools are doing that in the name of protecting us. And that's the thing. We don't need to be protected anymore. And they're doing that in all sorts of ways with, with the um, health and human services and all sorts of other ways. People are feeling the need to be protected. So we talk about open borders. We talk about a lot of this stuff. Um, yeah, here. Well, this is, a, this is part of the agenda. Now, this is so, it's gotten so ridiculous. This is why I don't watch any of the mainstream media news. Take a listen to this. This is Clemson University. For action from administrators to protect LGBTQ students. Protect LGBTQ students. Today at the Take Back Pride March. 7 News' Chloe Salsameda has more. The organizers of this march say their main message is that they want LGBTQ students here at Clemson to feel safe. Marching through Clemson University's campus, students call for change. Students are still not safe on campus. They still experience harassment, hate, all of those things. So what they want is they want the authorities and the student, uh, the, the, the school, to protect them because they have a sexual perversion. And that's, it's a social learned behavior. Just look at the statistics. It proves it. The statistics, the generation, the current generation is so much, uh, identifies so much more with dysphoria than the traditional silent generation or the great generation um, or the boomer generation. And you look at the statistical numbers, you got to suggest that it's a learned behavior. But you know what this debate, this was about? Students at Clemson held a protest this week over the fact that their tampons were removed from the men's bathroom. They also want Clemson ban, uh, CRs banned from campus for getting them removed. It's, it's so crazy to talk about tampons. And you got serious countries, though, in this world, still left, 
Like, here's the MP European Parliament, Tzadzinski, interviewed in 2018 by UK's Channel 4, told Poland is safe because Poland refused accept, refused to accept illegal immigrants. Also added that Poland can take 2 million Ukrainian refugees, but not a single Muslim refugee. Let's take a listen. How many, how many refugees has Poland taken? Zero. And you're proud of that? If you are asking me, if you're, if you're asking me about Muslim, uh, Muslims' illegal immigration, none, not even one will come to Poland. Not even one if it's illegal. We, we took over two million Ukrainians who are working, who are peaceful in Poland. We will not receive even one Muslim because this is what we promised. But I asked this not about illegal failed. immigrants. I asked about refugees. And Jean-Claude Juncker, the Commission President, says that you're racist. You sound proud of the fact that you haven't taken any refugees. Of course, because this is what our people are expecting from our government. That's number one. This is why our government was uh, elected. But this is why Poland is so safe. This is the, the, the reason why we had not even uh, one terrorist attack. Look at the streets in Poland. And we can be called populists, nationalists, racists. I don't care. I care about my family and about my country. It is what it is. You know, the results. I, I think that some of this multiculturalism is, you know, Good for Nancy Pelosi behind living on her vineyard behind her wall, but it's not certainly is, is not been improving the lives of uh, average Americans trying to str- struggling to pay the rent. So um, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a call. Uh, let's see, caller, you're on the air. Caller, yes. Oh, Scott. Yes. Uh, yeah. Hey, John. You're John from so, Chicago. There's so much to say. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank, nice to talk to you. You know, a lot I want to say. But first of all, as long as Poland pursues that policy, and the little back door is uh, legal immigration. So, if you know, if you allow them in legally, instead of accepting illegal immigration, then what's the point? You know, say if you legalize people, say, well, we'll do our part. Except, why? Japanese don't. I've said this before. The Koreans don't. The Chinese don't. They maintain their homogeneity. They maintain their, their integrity. Why not? Every nation has a right to do that. And culture and, identi- culture and identity, which leads to of national course. security and national pride and something to fight for and something to defend. We don't even know who Native we are. We don't survive. even know where our border ends. What are we defending if we go in our next war, if we're Americans? We are nothing. That's the problem. You're losing your identity. And there is no, and that's why, that's part of the reason why you see fewer young people, I think, willing to defend the country and go and sign up for wars. In addition to all or the Or sign other up for the military, problems. at least, yeah. Well, well yeah, sign up for the military. You know, in addition to the fitness issues and the, the other distractions. Well, and then the other thing clearly, is they, they, they've ruined the economy. They sent all the entry-level jobs to China through the Paris Agreement or whatever, and made it almost impossible. So if recruitment were to spike, it's only because these entry-level workers can't find manufacturing jobs anymore because they've all left our country, and they have to join the military for an income. That is part of it. Yeah, that clearly is part of it, why you get more uh, recruits from some of these 
in the Appalachia and parts of the South where wages are lower, maybe there aren't as many opportunities. It, plus, I think they are more patriotic than, say, the Northeastern uh, kids coming up are, and they're more willing to fight. So that that's one issue that I, I think Poland has to keep that up, but don't you know, backdoor us by saying, well, but we'll accept legal immigrants because they did it the right way. You still, the effect is still the same. You still lose your cultural identity. You still lose your identity uh, as a people, as a race. And there's nothing wrong with that. And they, what I like about this guy is that, so what? Call me whatever you want. That's what has to happen. You say, I don't care what you call me. I'm still going to do this. Number one. Two, with regard to American Indians, you know, it, it, I think what you say is exactly right. It's spot on. Because growing up as a kid, by that time, obviously the settler Indian wars had been settled for, for decades and decades and decades. 100 years, and so there was no threat anymore. Well, there's a threat going on, then people are very hostile, right? Think about, you know, World War One, and there was there was some tension between Germans and Americans. And even in World War Two, some Germans and Italians were interned, in addition to the, the West Coast Japanese. But when, you know, when it's over, you know, things start to become nostalgia. And by the time I was a kid, you know, you watch the reruns, and these images were, were generally positive image, images. I mean... Yeah, the Cleveland Indians logo looked a little goofy. I mean, that, that he didn't exactly look like a scholar, you know. Right. Wrong. No, that's true. But, but, but I mean, you know, outside of that, you, you were, there were generally positive, uh, stoic characters that people admired. And even when kids would play cowboys and Indians, one would play Indian, one would play cowboy. It wasn't like, oh my, I can't do an Indian. Eh, yeah, you know, cops and robbers, cowboys and Indians. You do these different games. It wasn't such a it wasn't a negative thing. And I, I agree with you. It was, it was a way to keep your name and your identity on the map. Without that, it becomes sort of something lost in the midst of history. It does. You're right. And, you know, I just don't know why, I just don't know why uh, these these minority groups, whether, you know, and basically it was Harry Reid that was pushing this hard. And you wonder what his agenda was to do that. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't, I, you know, Chris is out in Nevada. This is one of the things, too, is, you know, the number of LGBT, supposedly the number identifying as such, is way, way up. Yeah. We're traditionally been 1% to 2%, which is, it goes to your point. That's how you know this is a fraud, where they're saying that, but they don't really mean it, that, or they're really confused. Right. And then last on Fink, you know, Fink contradicting themselves. If we're just there to provide a good return on your money, then he's saying... You're going to have to change and do DEI, or should I say DIE? And well, that's the contradiction in terms. Because if you're all about money, you don't worry about who they're hiring. You worry about the bottom line of getting the job done. Right. So he's lying. Right. Well, hey, thanks for calling in today. We got our music playing at the end, but uh, thank you. Day. All right. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye bye. All right. Well. That brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Uh, be sure to check out Magapack. Make a donation to keep Scott Adams' show uh, commercial-free. Magapack.org. Use Red State over at MyPillow.com. We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody.